Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to another great episode on Rewired Radio. I'm your host, DJ Drew. And I'm Coral, your favorite event planner. And today's guest is one of the finest wedding planners in San Diego. She's the creme de la creme, and she's here to show us how to make weddings fun, safe, and how to do it like a champion. So break out the dollars, pesos, and yen, and let's welcome Alana Godoy. I walk into a room. Oh, <laughs> what is up, Alana? Hey. How you doing? Good, how are you? Can you please introduce yourself to our audience out there? Of course. So my name is Alana Godoy. I work with Reva Event. We do weddings and other events as well. And I'm just so excited to be here today. It's We're amazing. excited to have you, we Alana. We are so excited to have you. <laughs> and we thought we would start off the show the proper way. And we heard you love rosé. So I think we should have a glass. Coral, what do you say? I'm so sorry, guys. I was just so excited to have another wedding planner on the show. I couldn't wait, but I guess I'll share with you. It looks like Coral got started without us. Well, Always. You know what they say, a rosé a day keeps the doctor away? Uh-huh. All day. So let's have a glass. Have a glass. Rosé, a doctor away. All right. Ooh, that's good. Oh, yeah, this is amazing. Well, Lana, how you been? What have you been up to these days? I've been good. Busy. We have so many weddings coming up. Um, and then just, yeah, life. Yeah. Life is good? Life is great. That's Next week's good. my birthday, actually. So I'm like doing extra planning. Oh, well, happy early birthday. Thank you. Do you what have you anything planned? Plan- you probably do because you're a wedding planner. You probably have oh, yeah. something planned. What Tell us about planned? it. So I have my, you know, my relaxed day on my actual birthday dinner. Of course. But then my actual birthday party, I'm doing DC versus Marvel. Dress up. Costume party. What are you going to be? Oh, it's a secret. But I I will let you know (laughs) that I have two costume changes. Are you going to be DC or Marvel? DC. You have to do DC if you're like a girl. You know, they have better like characters. But movie wise, of course, Marvel's like on top right now. You know? Definitely. Well, they got it. They they do have the Batman movie coming out like in two weeks. Right. I have a feeling you're going to be Batman. No. No? No. Batwoman? Is that a thing? (laughs) Catwoman? (laughs) No. Okay, Zatanna. Nobody I don't even know Zatana. who that is. Atana. Yeah. Zatanna. Zatanna. She's like the magician's daughter. She's like super amazing, powerful. Ooh, well, I can't wait I'm, to see that. I'm, I'm also going to be a bad guy, so. I'll keep the bad guy secret. You guys didn't even know who Zatanna was, so you don't know the bad guy. <laughs> I'll be honest. Know. I'm more of a Marvel fan, to be honest, but I love it. Thank I love you. it. I'm glad. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm excited. I can't wait to see pictures and happy early birthday. Yes, You're here with so. us to celebrate. Yeah. yeah. I am here to Let's celebrate. get the party started. Yes. So, Lana, tell us, you are a wedding planner. What inspired you to become a wedding planner? And what do you think is the most important skill to becoming a wedding planner? Right. So, I never actually thought I would be a wedding planner, in all honesty. Um, when the opportunity came about, it was because I, I'm actually very privileged to know such a successful group of women and business owners Um, But I thought I was going to be going more into the field of anthropology. I do have background in corporate events. It was like my high school thing, and then it went into my 20s. I'm still 20. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm 24. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so when the opportunity came about, though, I was like, wow. I was reminded that when I was little, I wanted to be a wedding planner. But I was totally thrown off course because people were like, oh, that's like one of the most stressful jobs you could ever do. You don't want to be a wedding planner. And I was like, okay, I don't. Yeah. But now that I am, I think it's ironic because I love it. I find like I'm less stressed planning other people's yeah. events and weddings. And so it's really cool. Um, I think one of the biggest 
skill sets that you have to have, you have to be able to manage your time really well. Mm-hmm. And also being detail-oriented, it makes all the difference in the world. Totally. I, I agree. I feel like that's the most important skill you probably need is being detail-oriented. Yeah, definitely. And if yeah. you're not, you're just going to cause unnecessary stress. A train wreck. <laughs> then it's all about stress, right? We don't need that. Yeah. I'm yeah. glad you decided not to listen to people's opinion and took right. the high road for yourself and took your own, you know, path. Yeah, me too. Definitely. That's awesome. Well, so the world has totally changed, as we all know, within the last two years. Right. The whole world has been affected, especially our industry. Right. Um, you know, and just the past two years has been tough. But people still need to get married and people still want to get married. So like in your experience and just throughout these past two years, what have you noticed that has changed with wedding planning or event planning in general? Yeah. So, I mean, you have the obvious that's changed with COVID, right? You have the mask regulations. You need the vaccination cards. But I think um, the biggest thing that's changed across, regardless of like guest count, guest size, is you have to talk about logistics every single time. You have to figure out what regulations are needed for which venues you need to figure out the clients feelings about COVID as well as their guests um so yeah that conversation has definitely changed across the board yeah and what I've been seeing more of is micro weddings which I think is really cool you know people I like that I feel like it's usually (laughs) like 20 people or less but it's more intimate and so I think it's a special experience it's more um immersive I guess for the guests and the clients get to spend more time with the people that matter the most to them yeah it's really cool and I feel like beforehand that wasn't even a thing and people didn't even think about having a small wedding like that but now it's better one it's not going to cost as much because you're not spending a hundred million dollars on all these meals you know you have your family and close close friends there to celebrate you're getting married and I love that idea yeah so I'm glad it's kind of become more popular and still right now even two years later I still get clients myself that have, oh, yeah, 20 guest count. Like, sweet, let's do it. I love it. We only need, like, (laughs) one planner or one coordinator, you know? So it it works perfectly. And, like, I know a lot of couples that have planned their wedding not just once, not just twice, but three times, Mm -hmm. you know? And plans have probably definitely changed and affected their original plan, whether that's date change or venue change or even, you know, the guest count, like we said. Do you have any, like... I don't know, like good methods to ensure that that happens right the next time. If there is right. a fourth time, fifth time. So I, yeah, I actually just had a wedding where they had to reschedule for the sixth time. Sixth time. Yeah. Is wow. that a joke or no? No, I swear <gasps> on everything. It was, wow. you know, they had a guest count and they had to keep downsizing. But when yeah. you downsize your desk guest count, you also have to take into consideration what the venue can accommodate. True. So if you're spending so much money on a large venue for X amount of guests, and then you downsize, you have to move your venue. So that was kind of their situation in, okay, we can't do this. We need to reschedule again. We need a new date because this venue can't accommodate this one. Um, So it can definitely be like a spiral, you know? (laughs) But I think the most important thing to do, um, especially in the time of COVID, is taking the time to really prioritize what's most important to the client. Um, Do you want to get married right now? And if so, are you willing to be flexible? Do you Mm -hmm. want to have... 150 guests and that's something you're not willing to change or are you okay with having 20 to 50 guests and a smaller venue yeah so once you find that it's important you know stick with that yes and be okay with being flexible be okay with changing and also your attitude I think that's important across every wedding well and you have to step back and realize you're there to get married to the love of your life like that's the main thing you know like all the little details they'll come together and you'll have a great time no matter what you do 
did the the people that changed their their wedding and everything did they finally get married six they times they finally yes. got married but oh. they were also pregnant <laughs> well i mean so because they postponed for so long they were like we're having the honeymoon anyways it's and not gonna stop your life yeah you know? it's not gonna stop anything else wow. so oh, it was wow. really cool though very special they enjoyed it they loved Good. it yeah. yay it was worth that. it yeah definitely <laughs> that's cool six times is a lot yeah. you know I, know I see a lot of couples a lot of brides especially on social media and for anyone out there who might be listening and they're on the fence about canceling their wedding, you know, they could be very frustrated for any number of reasons. Do you think there's a better alternative than canceling your wedding? Right. Um, you know, frustrations happen again, COVID or not COVID, but I think the alternative to canceling, again, making sure you know your priorities and being okay with downsizing, being okay with maybe yeah. If you want to get married and you're just so anxious, you're like, oh my God, I need to be married to this person I'm in love with. I just want to say I do. Be open to maybe doing an elopement and mm -hmm. then doing a bigger party later on when you know there's less regulations. Um, but don't cancel, you know? If that's something that you want, just do it. Totally. Just if anything, do it. like postpone it. Yeah. If anything, you know? Right, exactly. Yeah. Which a lot of people are it. doing, you know? They're not canceling, yeah. they're just pushing it out. If it has to take six times, it has to take six times. Or seven it times, seven times seven a charm, times. you know? <laughs> Um, and like you said, too, you know, there's couples out there who want to plan a big wedding and you mm -hmm. talk about downsizing. But I think a lot of people want to have a big wedding. That's what they mm -hmm. envision. They want to have like a hundred plus person wedding. But would you say it's probably better to downsize, have like, say, 50 guests instead of 100 and just make it more intimate, like you said, and just kind of give more time to the people that are there for you, your loved ones, your friends, not to mention you know, you'd be saving a whole lot of money to downsizing. <laughs> yeah, you would save a lot of money downsizing. Um, but I don't think, I don't know, not necessarily. I have done a few weddings during COVID, regardless, despite the COVID regulations, that have had upward of 250 guests. Mm -hmm. So it's not impossible to do. It's just picking and choosing your battles, which yeah. venue works for you. Um, but if budget is a concern, then most definitely I would look into downsizing, doing a smaller guest count. And, you know, if you have wiggle room within that budget, you can make it such a more special experience for those few guests that are there. So if you did have a little extra, you know, wiggle room in your budget, mm. what can you do to make it a little extra special? <laughs> Add that little sizzle. Somewhat. A little bit of bouginess, you know? Yeah, make it a little extra bougie. <laughs> yeah, a little extra bougie. I have mean, some rosé. Have some rosé. You can pass out little mini, like, bottles of Moet to your guests or yeah. for your bridal party. If you're still having a lot of like bridesmaids, groomsmen, you can get them something really nice and personalized. Yeah. Do nice things for I love that. the parents, you know? Yeah. yeah. Especially about um, yeah. getting the little Cheers expensive bottle. Yeah. I love that. I love Instead it. of getting the cheap stuff, spend a little bit more on the lesser guest count and make it extra special for them. Yeah. You can do a photo booth. You can do games you can get like you know those big lawn games yeah oh, we see those all the time at micro weddings now yeah. and it's it's a crowd favorite well for yeah sure. it's entertainment yeah you know it's like okay you either dance or you drink no you gotta have something else yeah. or know? both you know you can dance and drink i feel like they go and hand in hand and, and, and play games, and play games. <laughs> you know and if you don't want to use this money towards your wedding you can save it for the honeymoon totally. you know? and totally. honeymoons aren't cheap mm -mm. especially if you want to go to these amazing places but it's your chance to go to these amazing places so Use that money for that. Exactly. Totally. You know, get first class. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't Couldn't know. Couldn't agree more. Whatever 100%. you want to do. Yeah. So when planning a wedding, I guess in your past experience, what are some like safety measures that you recommend or 
that has happened to lower the chance of people getting sick or the guests getting sick, you know? Right. Because that's important. It's hard. It's super important. And this is actually a hard question I've gone back and forth yeah. with. Um, you know, like you said, it's a safety precaution to limit. It doesn't necessarily yes. eliminate the risk. No. So why it's a hard question for me to answer is because I've done so many weddings where we've done every single safety regulation and requirement, CDC guideline possible, and somebody, a guest, for someone from the wedding party, the bride, the groom, they end up testing positive a week later. Oh. And so it's like, which requirements work and which ones don't? Um, I think ultimately the best thing that you can do is set expectations with your guests um, if you're some, if you're a couple, your client who knows that you're okay not being as enforceful yeah. <laughs> with COVID requirements, then that's something you can communicate to your guests. And from there, mm -hmm. it's their responsibility to say, okay, well, it means a lot to me, so maybe I'll sit this one out. Yeah. And vice versa. If it's something that the couple really wants to enforce and their guests aren't willing to do it, okay, then again, they have to sit it out. Totally. But at the end of the day, it's all about setting expectations and it's your guest's moral obligation to be on the same page with you. Mm -hmm. And if not, then, you know, maybe we'll take you out for drinks after, you know, yeah, <laughs> something like exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just had a wedding that the maid of honor, she got sick Ooh. three days before the wedding, which was unfortunate. But she knew, she was like, well, I'm not going to go. I know this is very important for me to be there and help her out. But why would I risk getting everyone right. sick? Right. So she was like, it's a bummer, but I'm going to sit this one out. Right. You know, and she got to Zoom. She got to FaceTime. Yeah. She was still there in spirit. She still got to see her best friend walk down the aisle. She just couldn't help her like fluff her dress right. or, you know, hold Aww. her bouquet. That's heartbreaking. It's but heartbreaking, but it's one of those things, yeah. you know, set expectations with your guests and your bridal party. Right. And, you know, you just go from there. And you know, Coral, you make a good point too. You know, you mentioned Zoom. Yeah. Nowadays, there's so many vendors out there that can actually live stream your event. Totally. You know, 100%. Zoom or otherwise. And, you know, for anyone that can't make it, like that bridesmaid or your family or friend that can't make it, they can literally watch your entire wedding or event from the comfort of their own home yeah. in a safe way. Totally. Yeah. Which is awesome that we have that now. And yeah. some people actually kind of prefer that, mm -hmm. especially oh, if they're older. Yeah. They would rather sit on their couch and watch the whole wedding and then go out for dinner or drinks at a different time with I just the bride it. and groom. Exactly. Oh, yeah? That's actually <laughs> Yeah, right? <laughs> to G DJ it or? <laughs> well, no, just watching the wedding from the comfort of my own home, just being yeah. in my sweatpants, you know? Oh, I could see you also DJing. Yeah, right? I could you probably know? do that too. the comfort too. of your own home. Just play it on speakers. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's fine. funny. They have so many DJs now, like DJing events on Zoom and it's a very strange thing. I'm still trying to get used to how anybody does that. I've never actually DJed a wedding on Zoom. <laughs> Wait, it's a real thing? It's a real it's thing. A real thing, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we man. had um we had a couple, they were getting married and they they wanted this DJ who's from Philadelphia. And uh, he couldn't make it. It was like during a time when it was really tough to travel. So they um they they live streamed the whole thing on Zoom and he was DJing from his house in Philadelphia. Wow. I mean, that's awesome, yeah. but that also kind of seems stressful. Yeah. Like oh. wedding planning in general is stressful. I think the biggest thing that you can do if you plan on live streaming anything, yeah. you have to have backup plans. You have to have a contingency plan. Yeah. Make sure to bring like a separate hotspot just in case. Yeah. Because, you know, going through your walkthrough at a venue is one thing and like, oh, Wi-Fi works great. But then to fill it up with a room full of people or say yeah. it's at a hotel and there's so many guests. You can't count on that Wi-Fi to work all totally. the time, no. you know? I love you better have idea. some big bandwidth for that. Big bandwidth. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Well, and talking about stress, well, that's very stressful. But if you have backup plans, it will be easier. Right. 
just in your experience with planning a wedding and being there for clients, what yeah. do you tell them to help reduce that stress? Because I know for me, being a bride-to-be, it's very stressful. Yeah. And just planning everything is very stressful. <laughs> Sometimes I need a lot of rosé to help me. Oh, rosé definitely helps. <laughs> if you have any other tips, please right. tell me. <laughs> yeah, I think the biggest thing, um, if you're a bride or you're a couple planning a wedding, the best thing you can do is hire professional vendors. Yeah. And I think also hiring a really Drill. good... <laughs> wedding planner totally agree yeah, yeah and more and for a that. good wedding planner okay <laughs> because when you're stressed give that to your wedding planner yeah. that's her job you know a lot of things that brides are concerned about or couples in general is things that wedding planners deal with day to day yeah. every single day and so to have a good wedding planner be there and just reassuring you making sure that you're not as stressed out it's a huge thing um, I know for us at Reva Event, we are obsessed with our timelines. So on the event planning side of not being so stressed out with the wedding, um, just make sure you're organized, yes. but also flexible. Mm -hmm. Our timeline, we have some brides who want to call us every single day and ask us questions, and that's completely fine. Yeah. We have other brides who are okay with being laid back, and they don't want to talk about it until the week before their mm -hmm. wedding. Yeah. Again, totally fine. Yeah. But for us, every call that we have with the bride, with the vendors, with the venue, it all goes into our timeline. We make notes. We make sure we understand every single thing that could possibly happen. Mm -hmm. And the week before the wedding, we call the bride, we call the couple, we call the groom. And they. I feel like it changes the game. Like yeah. They feel confident not only that they know what's going on, but that we know what's going on. Totally. And arguably, that's kind of like the most important part, right, mm -hmm. about having a wedding planner. Yeah. yeah. You want to enjoy the moment. You don't want to have to worry about your time. Totally. So if you're confident that your planner knows what's going on, you have nothing to worry about. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree 100%, not just because I'm a wedding planner as well, <laughs> but it helps the stress level go it from totally here does. to here. Right. It just totally having does. really good vendors, mm -hmm. look at reviews, mm -hmm. you know, just know who's going to be there. Trust everyone that's going to be there. Right. That way you can just enjoy yourself. And just it's you and your, your you know, to be husband and you're going to enjoy yourself when you have an awesome team of vendors. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, speaking from outside perspective, since I'm not a wedding planner, but I have noticed that a lot of brides are much less stressed when they do have a wedding planner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, there's yeah. so much less stressed and it makes my job less stressful, to be honest, because yeah. I'm like, OK, things are going to be organized you know, it's going to flow on the timeline rather than having somebody just plan their whole wedding themselves. Right. You know, when you have a planner there, it just makes things run so much smoother. 100%. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I agree to that. And you also mentioned venues. And I've noticed lately there has been quite a bit of restrictions in some places, especially places like L.A. County. Mm -hmm. You know, they have more restrictions than certain counties. Um, would you say it's better to go with a private estate or maybe like an Airbnb Ooh. and perhaps save some money and also maybe a little bit a little bit less restrictions as well that some venues might have. Right. Oh, again, so really you're saying like instead of having like this venue, you would go to an Airbnb and that's where you would get married or like a private estate, which yeah. kind of seems to be a direction that a lot yeah. of weddings are going into now, Ooh. especially since COVID started. You know, a lot of weddings were a lot of wedding venues were shut down and right. they have so many protocols you know, and as a DJ, sometimes it's frustrating because the venue will come up to me and say, you have to make this announcement and this announcement and tell mm -hmm. the guests to mm -hmm. keep their masks on. And yeah. it can be frustrating, you know, because people are there to have a good time. You know, they're yeah. not there to worry about COVID so much, even though it might be in the back of their head, but they have more restrictions. Right. When you go with 
a private estate, for example, or maybe you rent an Airbnb, like a mansion or something, um, you know, you kind of have a little more freedom. Yeah. yeah. That's what I've noticed. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. But that's another question where I have to say it's not necessarily true. It, again, it's dependent on the priorities of the couple. Yeah. So f- say like for a hotel venue, they're super like COVID strict, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the benefit of going with that venue is that they have staff, they have chairs, they have tables. So if you want to do a private estate, I think the biggest benefit of a private estate is that there's less time regulations. Mm-hmm. So if you're a, a couple and you're a party that likes to party, <laughs> then of course, by all means, like private estate, I think is the way to go, Airbnb. But you have to think that you might be spending more money doing that, buying the rentals, hiring sure. staff, getting the dance floor, the yeah. stage rentals. And so it's like you have to pick and choose your poison, right? Yeah. Right. Um, but if that's something you want to do, if you want to party all night long and you're okay with building from the ground up, then by all means, private estate is the way to go. But if you don't want to take that extra time to plan, find extra vendors, pay more money, mm-hmm. then you know maybe it's okay to say, like, let me check off a few more regulation boxes. Gotcha. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. You can go right. with a wedding venue and kind of have things in place, your rentals, your dance floor, um, the bar, right. you know, or you go with a private estate and you kind of have to pick everything and do it, you know, yourself or have somebody like you right. kind of pick all the vendors. Yeah. yeah. If you have a planner, then no worries. Yeah. <laughs> Another good reason to have yeah. a planner. Yeah. Great and it's hard too, because sometimes these hotels, these vendors have been there before and right. they, they know kind of the top and bottom and ins and outs um, when it comes to this. If it's a brand new place, it might mm-hmm. be a little bit more stressful for the vendors if they didn't do a walkthrough before with the clients right. or things like that. So it's like, it's hard. But like you said, it's dependent on the client and mm-hmm. what they want to do and what their priorities are. Yeah. And I feel like if you're having a smaller wedding and you want to get really drunk off of rosé, then <laughs> private estate. On that Your vendor on, <laughs> on that, you know what I mean? Oh my gosh, that's so funny. But yeah, so <laughs> I totally feel you on that answer because yeah. it's hard. Like just putting it in my perspective of being a bride, it's like, what would I want to do? Yeah. You know, because there's pros and cons of both of those. And just having the vendors there and just having them know things. And yeah. it's just hard too, like with everything going on, just I know personal experience you know there's sometimes vendors do get sick yeah and it's last minute you know I know and just from experience a vendor got sick the week of the wedding and it was a photographer and we know how important photographers are yeah so obviously if they're not feeling good they can't work the wedding so they called out like four days before the wedding so then we have me being super stressed trying not to stress out the bride and groom saying hey we need we need a new photographer you know so Finding one, stressing out about that, kind of scrambling to make sure mm. that their wedding is perfect four days from now. Mm. Do you have any like tips or tricks on, you know, brides that are planning a wedding to kind of reduce the stress if this were to happen to them? Yeah. You know? So I'm going to go back to hire professional vendors <laughs> and a wedding planner. <laughs> but um, It all ties in. Yeah, yeah, it all ties in. You know, the reason being is that uh, if you have a professional vendor... More times than not, if they have to call out, they will recommend another professional right. to step in. Yes. Um, but sometimes they hire, they recommend a professional and mm-hmm. that professional is not available. Yeah. So then that's when you have your wedding planner. Your wedding planner, one, should have like preferred vendors and contacts mm-hmm. already. And so you have that added benefit of a planner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but for us on our side, this again, we don't show this to the bride and groom or no, you no. Know, we don't show this to the clients at all. You're only hearing it here on the radio show. This is it. (laughs) We'll be at our office 
calling, making calls, calling 12, 20, sometimes 30 vendors. And if it's two days before, a week before, sometimes you'll only get one that answers and they're like, oh yeah, no, we're available. We got you. That's rare, right? It it can be rare. Yeah. Yeah. The good thing also about having, as a planner, having preferred vendors, they want to work with you. And so if they are not busy that weekend, they'll be like, oh yeah. And you know what? We'll match their price. Mm-hmm. We'll do this for you, da, 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 because you've built that rapport with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think one of the best things about being a planner, in my personal opinion, sometimes things go wrong the day of the wedding. Sometimes yeah. a vendor doesn't show up. We've had it where the officiant was two hours late, and we've had to step in and literally oh, be the officiant to gosh. a wedding. It's ha- It happens, Ugh. you know? I, I actually... Just to step in here real quick, <laughs> I had a wedding last year where the efficient showed up literally five minutes before the ceremony mm-hmm. was set to begin. And I asked him, I was ready to mic him up and do a sound check. And I'm like, where were you, man? Like yeah. the, the ceremony is about to begin any second now. And, oh, I went to the wrong venue. I thought it was right down the street. Oh, no. And I'm just like, dude, you got to get it together, man. We need a separate show of do's and don'ts of officiants because I've had my stories too. Like someone just like after they were done, they were there on time, which is great. But after they were a part of the whole cocktail hour, eating all the snacks, drinking all the drinks. And I was like, you are not a guest. Please leave. (laughs) And we had one server that was like, this, this plate is for the bride. Please do not take this. And he's like, oh, okay. And I was like, oh my gosh. (laughs) You know what? On that note too, I actually (laughs) recently got my ordained license since I already do like, oh you know, the ceremony anyways, after I experienced that, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get this ordained license. It's easier than I thought. Yeah. It's easier than I, I thought. I just got mine too. You did? Yeah. Dude, I got I'm it for- missing out. You should get one yeah. too, Coral, just in case. I it's literally got it for one reason, not because I want to officiate weddings, more so because- if you need to step in and save the day, exactly. <laughs> like you can if do an efficient gets sick or something, or he doesn't yeah. show up, he goes to the wrong place. At least you can step in and marry the couple. Yes. You yeah. know, you, you literally save the day Yeah. because they need somebody to marry them. So I got it for that purpose oh, alone, just in case. Right. So you, you know? can do that. You can do that. I need to do that. So I can no. legally marry you, Coral. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'll tell John Me too. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have two. We'll have two. Yeah. It'll be great. I'll let you guys have the, the appetizers at Duo. cocktail hour though. Duo yeah. officiating. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be amazing. We, we like totally do it. Yeah. We could totally <laughs> do it. You come after a whole Alana, bottle of rosé. Alana and Drew. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Oh, yeah. I love it. That's like a huge thing. I feel like as a yeah. planner to just be as prepared as possible. Like I've had to step in, be a cake decorator, florist, and now an officiant. So yeah. it's, I was, I had to officiate a wedding without having my license. So oh. I'm just going to, nobody knows that. Okay. They can look you up. Keep this on the down low. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we have to find like an official <laughs> officiant after the fact, you know, yeah, it was yeah. more just for the presentation. But you have to do it. But you have to you do have it. To do you it. Know? Yeah. The show must go totally. on. Totally. Yeah. So, you know, things happen. Yeah, Last minute things time. happen the day of. Do you have like an emergency kit that you bring Oh my you? gosh, it's in my car if it's you want to see it. It's so I, important. I bring it everywhere. Yeah. It's so important. But you just have obviously the basics, scissors, tape. But I have like things to like help, you know, flower arrangements if mm-hmm. they need tape. And like I just have like all these separate things. Like sometimes they're missing like little like safety pins that you need to put exactly. the boutonnieres with. Like that helps. Oh, my emergency yeah. kit has like a whole like... Brush your teeth. We have oh, yeah. shampoo, deodorant, 
um, like personal hygiene stuff. We have a sewing kit. We have a tool kit. Yeah. Scissors, tape. See what um, comes with hiring yeah, a wedding a planner. Comes you with get it, okay? an ER kit. And yeah. great hygiene. We have, and great, yeah, hygiene. great hygiene. We <laughs> have like wash allergy hair. medicine. We got it all. Yeah. yeah. And every single wedding we end up like, you know, people leave stuff behind that they don't necessarily care about. Right. So like we like floral tape, like florists will leave up. that behind. We put it in our emergency yeah. kit. We bring like extra flats, like slippers. Yes. So uh, just in case the bride's feet hurt yeah. after dancing, That's you're like, important. I got you. Now I like rely on my emergency kit so much. I want to bring it with me whenever I travel anywhere well, <laughs> because it has have everything in, in it. Yeah. Yeah. In it's case. in my car. Like if I need something, I have it. <laughs> not necessarily getting married but i have the kit i have it yeah. I, I went on vacation kit. and i was like why didn't i bring my emergency kit because i need yeah, it yeah seriously you like check that in you're like sorry <laughs> i need this bad. whole kit yeah, yeah. Uh, you know one cool thing i've worked with revo weddings and you ladies are all amazing i just you. love the way you do weddings you make it so fun and just stress-free and i can tell you all love to have fun and you love what you do <laughs> yeah. i can just tell you Jolly, i can tell all that of you. right now too yeah, yeah. they're yeah. just they're one of the coolest companies out there in san diego and one unique fact about you guys is that most of you are pacific islanders as well and i know that you know down there in san diego there's quite a bit of um you know the a large Pacific Islander community, but you specifically, you specialize in when it comes to cultural weddings. Yeah. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Oh, definitely. <laughs> so, um, as you said, the majority of our team, oh, look, there's our team. Can I play this? <gasps> yes, I want to see it. Oh, oh, can I go back? Sorry, I don't know how this works completely. <laughs> so these are the weddings that we do. As you said, the majority of our team, um, we're a Pacific Islander. So mm -hmm. Reva, who is the owner... Oh, and those oh, are cultural weddings. Cool. Yeah, mm -hmm. we love it. She's Tahitian. We have Kaya, who's one of our lead coordinators. She's Chamorro. We have um, some contractors that we'll bring in to help us the day of. Oh, and there's Samoan. I love this. That is gorgeous. This is like just a few weddings that we get to do. Oh. And me, myself, I'm Native Hawaiian. So we all have kind of like grown up with each other in a sense in the Pacific Islander community, even if we don't necessarily like we're friends growing up, you know right. what I mean? Yeah. But we all knew of each other. We have all been around each other for forever. These are cakes I've decorated, That's beautiful. Guys. Sorry, <laughs> I'm just looking about, at them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. These are cakes that I've decorated last minute. Sometimes you got to do it. Yeah, because yeah. sometimes, like, you know, the florist will forget to leave it. Yeah. Micro weddings. Sorry, oh, I'm going to pause God. and, like, talk about the presentation. Yeah, Micro go weddings. ahead. <laughs> um, so growing up in the Pacific Islander community, we have had the privilege of doing so many cultural festivals and events. And it's just something we love. A little fun fact about Reva and I. Yeah. We have both been Miss Pacific Islanders of San Diego. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So I'm the current Miss Pacific Islander. Reva was... What the heck? Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. I love that. Yeah. So we... Um, that's actually where we found our love for events. Like, talking mm. to Reva and getting to know her when I first got hired onto the team. Yeah. That's what she told me. She was like, I'm happy that you're a part of this organization. This is where I got my footing in events. And I completely agree with her. Um, wow. We have, like, the honor, really, of, like, going to festivals, going to events, and representing Pacific Islanders, but also learning. Like, we've been around events for so long that we see little things that we're like, oh, that could have worked better, or we really like that. Yeah. And so um, I think it was after my first year of being within the pageant community with the Pacific yeah. Islanders yeah. in San Diego is I started working for an Asian real estate association and their corporate events. And... Reva, she loved it so much. She actually started her own cultural festival called oh Heva San Diego. So we like, we do a lot. We, we do that. a lot on You're our so team. You're so community-based. Yeah, you know? very community-based. very important to you. 
100 yes, percent. so that background um being able to take our background in events and applying it to weddings mm-hmm. it's like i don't know weddings to me is like the best part of events like yeah Corporate, you know, sometimes it's stiff. There's like totally. different politics that go into yeah. it. But weddings are about people and love. And love. And we get like the best part of it. Yeah. So when we have cultural weddings, oh my gosh, we're like excited. We're happy. I can see how excited you are yeah. for these weddings. We're and like, just the photos are so beautiful. Like, totally. we can, look yeah. At that on the far right. Oh it's my beautiful. gosh. Just look at that. Oh, sorry, Mike. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's like the best of both worlds. We really love cultural weddings. We learn something new every single time we do it. We also do luxury picnics. Oh, wow. It's becoming yeah. such a big thing it lately. Is. Oh my gosh. We, that's a whole nother topic, right? Yeah. yeah. We've done baby showers. We can do micro weddings as picnics. So it's a great opportunity, you know, to get involved with. And then, where's the next one? Oh. So the, um, the other part about us, like I said, Reva has Heva San Diego. Um, one of our coordinators, Jolly, she is starting her own 360 photo booth called Smile Booth. Cute. And then I'm also a travel agent. Yeah. So you do it all. You're a do girl all. who does it all. Yeah. I so like that. honeymoons, destination weddings, like we are. Can available. I call you? Because yes. I need help. Yes. Call me. <laughs> Please. Calling come, you. Like you can come to my party next week. Yes. We'll talk more. Yes. Like we're I need a now. costume. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. We yeah. need a costume. Dude, <laughs> you can plan Coral's honeymoon. Yes. And oh, you guys yeah. can get me married, apparently. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's perfect. We're like yeah. a one-stop shop, okay? That's I know. awesome. That's what you need to be, though. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's awesome. I love Thank that. You. You're, you're more than just a planner. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. You're doing traveling. You're, now your company is doing photo booths. I love that. But you personally, I know you're more than a wedding planner. I've known that for a long time now. And I know you also have your own project called Sincerely Alana, which focuses on mental health and historical trauma for Pacific Islanders and other people in the San Diego community and beyond as well. And can you tell us a little bit about that and how it affects, you know, not just Pacific Islanders, but other people out there as well? Yeah, most definitely. I love Yes, I love it. Okay. This is so cute. So, um, <laughs> Sincerely Alana actually started as like a passion project for me from my work as Miss Pacific Islander and also with my studies. So, like a little bit of background. Wait, back up real quick. You yeah. were Miss Pacific Islander? We talked I'm about this learning. already. Yeah. Oh, my she, goodness. She's this year's. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, yeah. ladies Currently, and gentlemen. We are around a celebrity. We have Miss <laughs> Pacific <laughs> Islander. Oh Were you not listening to us? I, I was. Like, was. I guess that just one flew by. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm getting all red. I'm, we with, are, like, I'm, I'm getting red. I'm like blushing right now. Wait. We are in the presence of Miss Pacific Islander. I'm sorry. I'm go go jealous. ahead. Don't be jealous. <laughs> I'm a little if jealous, If you want to apply, too. I'm ready. I'm Miss Pacific Islander for like just a couple more months, so I'm getting ready to pass the crown on. I'll just be your posse. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's fine, you know? <laughs> but um, I was involved with the pageant for at least five years. I wow. just kept like running and applying. The main reason is it's scholarship money, you know? Yeah. Um, so that actually leads me perfectly into my background. Yeah. I received my bachelor's degrees in both anthropology and sociology, from San Diego State University. Way different from the event world. Way different. Yes. That's what I was aiming for. Yes. And then, you know, like I said earlier, the opportunity came about. And I'm not mad at it. I love it. Yeah. But there's still so more that I want to do. There's like, I feel like there's another purpose that I'm supposed to be fulfilling. And so when I started doing the pageants, being involved with the Pacific Islander community. Um, oh, and I also just received my associates in Hawaiian studies. That's important to know. So... When I started Miss Pifa, I call it Miss Pifa. Okay. Pacific Islander. Miss um, Pifa. Miss Pifa. When I started going down that path, 
I realized I have such a unique opportunity, again, to be going to these cultural events, but I grew up in the Polynesian dancing community. And so there are so many things that I knew about my culture just from experience. But then when I started learning like anthropology from state, when I did my Hawaiian studies degree, which was online from directly from Oahu, like, yeah, I started to notice that there were disparities in what I was seeing, like in my classroom and in the like the real world, you know? Yeah. And so Sincerely Alana is my way of bringing awareness to these issues. I talk mm-hmm. about, my favorite, my favorite thing to talk about is historical trauma. And historical trauma, for those who don't know, it's the intergenerational effects of colonization. Mm-hmm. So what that looks like in Pacific Islanders, it's loss of land, loss of language, loss of culture. And to me, something that I feel like is not talked about, an effect of that is that there's so many of us that don't know how to communicate we don't know how to talk to our families, our friends, mm-hmm. because we couldn't. Like, we yeah. literally couldn't. We lost our language. And so now there's, like, this learning curve. And it's similar to, I think, a lot of gaps that we see in education with different ethnicities. Yeah. So Sincerely Alana, it's, yeah, it's targeted towards Pacific Islanders, but it's applicable, like, across the board to, I think, most ethnic minorities. And not just in San Diego, but, like, you know, Everywhere. potentially around the world. Yeah, you know this what I mean? grow. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What are your goals with it, Alana? Yeah. Oh, okay. I have a lot of goals. Um, <laughs> Which is good. That's good to have a lot of what goals. What are your top goals with this project yeah. with Sincerely Alana? My main thing, I want to start my own nonprofit that bridges that gap in education and mm-hmm. awareness. Um, like I said, I think it's important that yeah. we one bridge it and make sure that people are aware of it. But to see like our people thrive and just succeed and live life and not have yeah. to deal with all these like, I don't know, hard Ships that don't yeah. need to happen. It, it just feels unnecessary to me. Totally. So, yeah, I want to get more into public education as well and teach more cultural history, education, everything like that. That's, That's so awesome. awesome. That's so Thank cool. Thank you. You literally can do it all. I try. Yeah. <laughs> Brains, beauty, wedding planner. She can dance. Yeah. Thank you. Specific she's Islander. Specific and she's I changing the world. She's changing the world, ladies and gentlemen. I think we can raise a glass oh, to you, Alana. We have raised so many glasses, but you have deserved them all. Cheers. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> I think, you know, as uh, our guest of honor always makes a toast oh, on our show. Yes. Okay. So if you wouldn't mind. Yeah. Okay. So I kind of talk a lot on my toast. I'm sorry. First of all, thank you for having me on on our pleasure. Tuesday. Of course. February 2-2-2-2022. I think that's so important. And I looked up those angel numbers. It's about equilibrium and balance. So I want to cheers to a year of success, but also finding balance in our lives. Cheers, cheers to, that. to that. Cheers to that. Oh. Again, mm. this rosé oh, is just I so good. It. it just goes it's down so good. so good. I'm buying this one again. You know, <clears throat> typically after we make a toast, I like Ooh. to have our guest... Tell us a wild story from one of their events, but oh. Coral has been getting a little bit tired <laughs> of me telling that. He always that. likes to do this, which is good. Yeah. It's entertaining. It's you entertaining. Know, what can I say? Once but, the alcohol's um, out. <laughs> right. This time around, I wanted to discuss something that's brand new, oh. and it could actually affect our industry. I'm talking about the metaverse. A lot of people are talking about the metaverse, all right? It's a virtual reality, and people are paying hundreds of thousands of dollars for real estate in the metaverse right now. I'm not making this up. That is crazy. It's absolutely insane. And there's no reason to think why there wouldn't be weddings in the next five to 10 years happening 
in the metaverse. So, so I think it's only a matter of time. What is the metaverse for like people that might not know? You know, I'm not an expert on it, <laughs> yeah, but basically it's, it's basically like the matrix. It's similar to like the Sims, except instead of you playing with these characters, you are the Sims. We are the Sims. You are the Sims. You're, it's oh, your avatar. You put yeah, on these yeah. AR glasses and you step into this virtual reality and you connect with other people. I guess Zuckerberg is building this thing. So, of course he you is. know, he's yeah. he's already right. Yeah. He's already <laughs> changing how we're going to connect with one another. But I think this is going to be a new thing happening within our industry in the next 2 to 3 years. I truly think that people are going to be getting married in this virtual reality. I mean, think about it, right? Let's say since we were talking about COVID today and how mm -hmm. to plan weddings in a safe way, Let's say we have another shutdown. Hopefully that doesn't happen, but let's say we do. You as a planner, now you can go and say, well, listen, we can't go anywhere. Your venue's shut down. So how about we do it in this metaverse instead? I have options for you. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. No. And you can plan it all yourself. And I guess the cool thing about it is you can literally do it anywhere without ever leaving your house. Yeah. So... That's so true. I'm looking forward to it as a DJ. I'm planning on jumping on this <laughs> bandwagon. He's, He's going like, to be DJing from his I'm, house. Yeah. I'm not even kidding you. I'm going to be DJing in his my sweatpants. It's going yeah. to be like a club setting. It's totally. just going to be his whole living room. Right. It's going totally. to be a setup. We'll just go, you know. We'll, yeah. we'll dance <laughs> in the person, background. But yeah. like you're actually going to be With working, our metaverse so. goggles. Yeah. <laughs> I'm literally going to be DJing in my own living room for people's wedding. It's nuts. And I know that there's some DJs out there that will probably, you know be against it and you know i don't blame them you yeah. know i i prefer to to dj for a live audience yeah any day of the week but if this is where the world is headed right now i'm gonna jump on this bandwagon i want to be one of the first djs in this new realm and one of the cool things about it is that it's all decentralized meaning that it's paid in crypto right. so yeah. it's a new form of currency I don't know. I don't know where it's headed, but I'm definitely interested in it. I mean, as long as we still have our jobs, I would be yeah. fine. Like a little side hustle, you know, yeah. like some extra money. But if it's going to take over and I'm never going to plan a wedding again, I'd be very sad. I, know. <laughs> I truly think that a lot of people are going to be getting married in this thing. Yeah. No, I think it's a very relevant option for yeah. people. But I think like one of the things I appreciate the most about being a wedding planner is being a part of people's special days and you can feel the love in the like air. Physically like, totally. being it's there. energy. So totally. there's something, the energy, yes. I feel like there's a disconnect, you know, yes. like if we're doing it in the metaverse, but again, I'm not hating, like no. I will be more than happy to make a million dollars selling like NFTs for a wedding arch or something. I don't know. I don't know how it works. You know, I'm just like saying what I know. Um, but it's an opportunity. I just keep thinking about like sims or club penguin yes. and yeah. like penguin. i just can't imagine replacing that emotional tangibility that yeah. energy you know yeah. you know there's definitely something about weddings it's very very intimate mm -hmm. so you need that personal connection mm -hmm. but a lot of times you might not have that opportunity you know you might you know things happen all the time and just like two years ago the world was shut down nobody expected that to happen right so I don't know. I'm I'm intrigued to see where it goes. To be honest, I am too. I hope we're at, like ahead of the curve. Yeah, and we can just like make that money. That's all I'm yes. saying. Stay ahead of the curve. <laughs> yes. You know, it's new opportunities in this new world we're headed into now, and uh, I think you either get on board or you're going to be left behind. 
Exactly. And you hopefully know? we're not left behind. No. Yeah. No, but I think Ugh. there's going to be jobs for all of us in this thing. Yeah. And I'm intrigued. I think it's going to be bigger than ever. I mean, where you could have, you know, just done a wedding here in California. Dude, maybe we can do one in, I don't know, Paris or Hawaii. Yeah. Wherever, without ever having to leave That's your bedroom. That's a good way to look at it. If you travel and you, you get to do it, but without the 20-hour flight. Yeah. <laughs> you know exactly. what I mean? What do you uh, mean? I don't have to drive three hours to get to your venue and I can just DJ in my pajamas right here in my living room? Sign me up. So we know where he's headed. <laughs> right. No, he's definitely like on train. Like he's yeah. on, board on board with, board with it. With yeah. He's on board he's with He's going. Yes. He's already gone. I don't know. <laughs> he's already there. I'm still he's here. There. I'm still here. I haven't loved that train. Don't leave I'm the still podcast, here. okay? Yeah, just, I'm still here. You know. I just wanted people out there to know that this is, uh, it's a new thing, you know? It, it could be where our industry's headed and... Yeah. Who knows? We'll see where it goes. We'll see where it goes. But Alana, I just want to say thank you so much for being here. You are truly one of my favorite people to work with. And for anybody out there in the San Diego community, um, planning a wedding or otherwise who wants to reach out to you, how can they reach you? Yeah, so for weddings, definitely reach out to Reva. Oh, there it is. RevaEvent.weddings. <laughs> okay. Um, DM us. We also have RevaEvent.picnics if you want a luxury picnic. And if you're interested in like anything else that I've been talking about, sincerely, Alana, travel, still reach out. You can reach out to me directly for weddings. Your personal. Um, my personal okay. is Alana Godoy underscore. Yeah. Awesome. There you go. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Hit up Alana. She's the best out there in San Diego. <laughs> and we can't wait to have you back on our show. Yeah. I'm sure you're going to do some amazing things this year. And we look forward to having you back. Until our next toast, keep it classy, San Diego. Until our next toast. All Cheers, right. guys. Cheers, Cheers, guys. Oh, Ooh, sorry, sorry, sorry. You're good. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs>